beers in my cup. I love driving in my truck. I love filling up a full tank of gas. I love Sundays on the river and grilling what's for dinner and that feeling when I'm stacking some cash. Oh, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I really can't complain, but I must confess there's just one thing. I hate this job. I just won't quit. I'm so sick and tired of all of the shit. Welcome back to the movie draft house. I'm your host, Mark. Joined by co-host Jeff. Listen, I made a mistake. Ooh. I've made mistakes in my life, and I'm I'm the type of person who admits it. I like how you take ownership of your. I mistake. made a mistake. Um, well, What's well, the for- music this week? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I did not make a mistake, and uh, because David Morris is uh, the music, but he's back. He's, he's back. back. Um, his original song we used was Dutton Ranch Freestyle, and that was a banger. Um, we got him back this week because our our theme is uh, musicians and and movies this week, and so David Morris is back with his song "I Hate This Job." Um, That's it's appropriate. Kind of, it's, it's, it's kind, kind of, of appropriate for the shit we got to do today but for for our fake jobs, <laughs> for the job we don't get paid doing. Right, right. Um, uh, so anyways, be sure to hit the show notes where you can find all of David Morris's uh, links to all the sh- all the, the social media accounts he's got, um, his website, Spotify link. Um, he's he's doing big things. He's blowing it up. And so uh, we appreciate him allow us, allowing us to use his music here on the podcast once again. Jeff. Yes, sir. Please tell everybody what we watched. I, this I week. need to drink one sec. Okay, uh, so my turn to pick, and uh, I got to just admit my track record at this point. Yeah, I did movies starring yeah. musicians. Yeah, which you did. This stars Master P, and I yeah. think probably this some other rappers. Like starring is loose. Uh, we're we're yes. putting that in quotes. It's uh, featuring Master yeah. P with a cameo <laughs> from AJ Johnson. Right, 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 right. This uh, we we watched. I got the hookup too. Uh, I picked I Got the Hookup 1 a couple months ago as uh, I thought it was an interesting idea. That I'd seen it before, and it's just kind of a wacky, uh, you know, movie that you probably Wait, haven't you, seen. You saw I Got the Hookup 2 before? No. No. Are you talking about God, the original? No. Okay. God, okay. no. <laughs> and uh, the original. Uh, so I said, okay. Oh, this is out here? And surprisingly, the, uh, you know, Aggregate scores seem to be higher than that of uh, I Got the Hookup 1. I don't know how. I don't know how. Bots. This is the worst movie we watched in 2023. It is worse than Spring Breakers. And Oh, yeah, for sure. It, well, you like Spring Breakers. No, you actually well, yes, think that yeah. movie is good for some reason. Spring Breakers <laughs> is a big, steamy, stinking pile of horse shit. This is like worse though. This is like if horseshit were a bookie and you owed it money and it tried to chase you down to break your kneecaps. That's what this is. This is the worst fucking movie. This is Oh my god. It's, I, it's I apologize it's, to it's, you. Yeah. I apologize bad. to anyone who may have uh watched along. My bad. 
So, um, I, th- I threw this on. It's on. I watched it on Tubi. Did you I watch did it on as the well. Tubi? I did. Okay. I love Tubi. Yeah, we're big. We're big Tubi supporters. Over Reasonable here. length ads, you know, and they're yeah. not. They, there's yeah. there are times we go through like 30, 40 minutes of movie before you get an ad break, and then it'd right. be like and, a minute ad break, and you'd be back to the movie. I I've watched many a movie on Tubi. Yeah. Um, here on the podcast, we've watched many movies on Tubi, and so I threw it on. In the first ten minutes, and I, I I text you. You did, and I was like, "This might be the best movie we watched." And the, at, in the first, it 10 gave minutes, me great hope. Right, um, I also had hope. Uh, Boy, did you was, speak too soon? Yep, um, it's because in the first ten minutes, we get what's the dude's name from the beginning. He, he kind of takes the There's place. Like Eighteen characters in the beginning. No, but like he's the he's the one that gets the erect. He takes the drugs and gets the erection. Um, oh, the guy doing the Chris Rock impression? Not Chris yeah, Rock, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought for this movie he was entertaining. And he, the first all ten- he did was Chris Tucker, though. Like, sure, I, that's fine. I get they- what no, it's not. No, stop. <laughs> it's not fine. It is not fine for to this just fine. do Chris Tucker. It would be if they were saying something about Chris Tucker or if it were like a side brief character although all the characters are side characters, it is too much. And it is some guy doing Chris Tucker who's not Chris Tucker. And I, I, I hated it. Yeah. Well, I can't. I hated that. So but yes, the, he was in the opening scene. He was in the opening scene. And I'm like, okay, you know, this low budget film, I can, if, if, if this is the character we're getting, then maybe it's probably going to be entertaining. Um, and then... Uh, a um, a dude gets gets held up by by a toddler. Okay, now a toddler a toddler pulls a shotgun on him. How many? Uh, how and many? I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, what, let's go. A a a um woman with a derriere and tight pink booty shorts <laughs> has a baby man in a stroller with a shotgun and they rob some people. Yeah. And that's the opening and then you get the cops stopping this this group of teens cuz they're smoking and they're like weed. right and they're like talking to them and kind of giving them the business give me that weed he's like weed's legal now. And then the cop buzzes on his radio. He goes, "What?" and he checks and he's like, "Oh shit." And he's like excited that weed that was funny. Like I thought that one moment of a cop not knowing that weed was legal now and then just being excited and wanting to smoke some weed, I thought was funny. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and so after that particular scene, everything, like... The opening just, credits happen. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, title yeah. card comes up, and you're like, yeah, okay, so... The title card comes up and it's establishing s- several storylines. I don't. W- did we even see black and blue yet at that point? No. Were no. they in the opening thing? So no. we have a series of teens. I don't know if he got the boner pills yet. This movie is out of control. We had the baby robbery, and, and that that's really about it. So I'm thinking, pink booty shorts, baby robber is going to be sort of the the catalyst for the plot that is about to happen, right? Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. is the opening scene. It ha- It's a cold opening, and this robbery happens, so I'm like, okay, these characters are important. 
I need to stay focused on these characters. And then, like, they get to black and blue. And, you know, they own a burger business and it's not doing it. They didn't pass health check and they got shut down or whatever and they needed money. Okay, so that's another plot line. Okay, so we've got black and blue. Their business isn't doing well. And we've got booty shorts, baby, robbing people. Okay, that's two storylines. Oh, no, A.J. Johnson's here. The best part of the first film. Yay. Yeah. Genuinely funny actor. Yeah. He shows up and has erectile dysfunction. Right. Okay, so now we have another plot of his battle with erectile dysfunction. And there's the kid Spida, who is the Chris Tucker impersonator, gets some sort of dick pill that gives him, like, all-day erections. One thing I have to say, every, like, old woman in this movie is horny as shit. (laughs) Like the old white neighbor, she's like, "Give me that dick," and then the lady in the the <laughs> give, give doctor's like, I didn't know people could go to the hospital for erectile dysfunction. Hey, How um, bad are, does your erectile dysfunction have to be to be admitted to are, the hospital? Are we are we going to talk about the 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 big nurse lady raping AJ Johnson? Yeah, are we going to talk. We're going to talk about that, it yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like so. <laughs> This fucking thing. And, but here's a, like, it sounds funnier than it is. Like, there's, and sometimes right, right. I like, there are some movies where you throw double team, they threw everything at the fucking wall. But at least there was a cohesive narrative throughout. You knew that Van Damme had to fight Stavros and Stavros Correct. had Van Damme's wife. And right. that was a simple plot that was the, the, the start the middle and the end that motivated that character through that plot. And then all the ancillary stuff was the shit throwing at the wall. This movie, I don't know if you noticed one. I watched the credits and they kept listing writers written by written by written by. And I was like, good God. Like, and that kind of made sense. (laughs) Like I was like, okay, I, I almost feel like this was a movie where when they were beyond set, I think most of this was improvised. So writing is probably a strong word. Uh, yeah, there was probably storyboard, maybe. I I can't give them credit for that. No, but I mean, I'm, I would. I don't. Who who funded this film? I don't know. Like, I, oh, and the guy doing the Chris Tucker impersonation, his name is DC Young Fly. Great. Seems like he's probably a good person. And he does a great Chris Rock impression. I did not need it for the whole fucking movie. (laughs) Um, but like his, his character is very, I, I imagine purposely modeled after AJ Johnson's character from the first film. No, you don't think so? No. No, I mean because uh, AJ you know, Johnson's kid, the character is in this film, which is the fat guy. No, and his no, no, name no. is actually Fat Guy, right? Right, or something right. like that, Fat Boy. But I, I mean, I I think AJ Johnson. I, I don't think that's fair. I think AJ Johnson was definitely inspired by Smokey from Friday. So in that way, yes, sure. 
he took the elements of what AJ Johnson did and went even harder on his impression of Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker from Friday. Right. Right, right. No, no, I, I, that's, that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying, like, you know, the the guy was written to kind of replace him. I just think, like, the somebody probably told this dude, hey, go watch I Got the Hookup and then come back as that guy. Um, and so then, and then he, he rent, they did have I Got the Hookup at Blockbuster, so he rented right. Friday instead. Right, right, right. That's the only explanation. <laughs> now, so we've established several storylines i don't think we're done yet so now there's another storyline there's a um a colombian gangster guy yeah who has his own crew yep. there's also another subplot of master yeah. p has a parole officer who is wanting to be a pimp and wants to be referred to as jack pot and he wants tips from Master P on being a pimp. I mean, and then, maybe, maybe that's what the P stands for, Master Pimp. Well, sure. I'd be fine with that. Uh, okay, and then, so we're not even done yet. So we've introduced about 300 characters, and we haven't even got to another set of main characters, which is this police officer who oh, yeah. the has a, a new young partner, uh, a female, and, and their partner's. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> and her name in this movie is Officer Two. <laughs> this it's, one it's of the, a, this. I don't even. It's awesome. No, that's not her name. That's got to be it, a different officer because she had a name. They said her name several times. I don't yeah. remember what it was. I don't know. This this looks like the lady that she's listed like on one of the top. Top credits is uh, in IMDb. I don't know. I don't know. It is, well, no, the IMDb list for this movie is kind of fucked. Like it yeah, doesn't even have Master P right in the top. But that also makes sense. But it also doesn't have Spider in there. I don't know. Like so, who cares? Who cares? This movie is a big old piece of shit. It is zero out of ten. It's zero out of ten. <laughs> it's one of the worst films we watch. Is it worse than Sils Maria? Mm. No. Oh. I laughed at the first 10 minutes. Okay. So, okay. Right. That's yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. Literally anything can get you out of Sils Maria land. Just anything. Offer something. <laughs> and it can't. Sils Maria land. That sounds like a like a, a terrible uh like Earth 4057 Sils Maria land. Yeah. So, speaking of which, all right, I don't recommend this hunk of garbage. It's yeah, a big log movie. of shit. It sucks. It's one of the, the worst movies we've watched. Oh, we should say uh, there is uh, a scene with uh, Tiny Zeus Lister comes back. Oh, yeah. And, and, ret- and they make fun of his eyeball. Which everybody does. Right. And he reprises his role. And his, his nephew's in here, and he kind of does an ode to Debo from Friday. And <laughs> there's that. I, I mean, I kind of liked seeing Tiny Zeus Lister again. And I, like... If they made I got the hookup too, and they had black and blue and 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 tiny Zeus Lister, and they had a, a simple plot. It could have been something. They went way too hard with just saying yes to everything. I hate this movie. They had a the, thing where they're selling Molly at a party, and it amounts to nothing. It has nothing to do with anything. The cardinal sin of this film is that they didn't rip it off anybody's fucking face and reveal that there were people underneath it. Exactly. Fuck this film. 
Yeah. So, um, zero out of ten. Zero it out is ten. Uh, one of the worst films I've watched, and it will definitely be on my low yeah. tier. Oh if yeah. Not taking first place. Yeah. It's awful. Um. So you Jeff, recommend it, right? No. Fuck this film. No, I hate you it. don't. Okay. All right. So we're gonna double up again. Yeah. It's a two for month week. Um and uh, we did this once before. What was we, the one we did before? We, we, we uh, it was the it was the uh, barbarian. Um, oh right, no, well, yeah, well, what was the movie that we were supposed oh. to review? Oh, it was uh, Escape from Bear Mountain, the Christina Ricci film. Oh yeah, that was a shit fest. Not as shitty <laughs> as this. So like, I can't. I, and I it, maybe it feels like it's selling someone short to not tell you about this movie. I can't tell you what happened. There's no narrative to follow. No, right? <laughs> there is no character like line. Like they do this thing at the end where Master P is like, "We're family." I'm like, "What? Who's family with who?" <laughs> now, you were saying no. two. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it. So, uh, both uh, Jeff and I uh, went independently. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he didn't tell me he was going to see it. Because if you he knew told me, I was, I love that movie, I, the original. Well, right, but I, which, I didn't know you were going like today. I, yeah, when eight thirty this morning, right, as of this right. recording, the movie just dropped. <laughs> now, if you go back a couple of weeks, you can listen to our review of uh, the our first film. Yeah, um, but so we we watched um, independently, but you know at the same time almost uh, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, which, as of this recording, came out today. Wasn't this across? Into the was the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Across, and then the across next one the is beyond. Yes. So, this movie just came out, and the, the episode is not titled "Whatever the Fuck Spider Man," but full Should spoilers be. for Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Yeah, um, but up top. Yeah, I heavily recommend you see it if you if you haven't watched. Across the Spider Verse, watch it first, then go watch the sequel. You will not yeah. regret it. <laughs> we're we're fucking up the titles here. Um, if you haven't watched Into the Spider Verse, Into, go go watch that first, and then yes. watch Across. <laughs> then watch Across. <laughs> no, um, <sighs> full spoilers starting I'll, now. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna get my only complaint out of the way. Okay, and then, then I can gush all over this film. Um, I didn't enjoy the runtime. Um, it's at that two. It it's long. It's, it's it's two two hours seventeen minutes. I think. Um, it there was multiple points where I thought they could have ended it with a cliffhanger. You know. Um. You know. Because spoilers, it is a cliffhanger. Um, it and is they, the first of a two parter. Right. Um. It's, and so like I kept feel I kept feeling like okay that's a good spot oh and then we and then we have another like you know ten fifteen minute sequence, um and that that is that is and that's a nitpick complaint um. But that is my only complaint. Uh, I'm gonna, for- I'm gonna completely go the other way and say I love the runtime. I loved that the movie just felt like it kept going and like uh, sort of like well, how, it did. <laughs> yeah, in, in a good way though because yeah, yeah. I was enjoying it so much. Right. So unlike the film we just reviewed, where they kept adding shit, but none of the other shit they introduced went anywhere. Everything was propelling you forward moving yeah. you forward and they kept adding new twists and new things new characters new spider-men they are it is so good 
So Chris I, Miller and Phil uh, Phil Lord um, were two of the writers on this film, and it completely shows. Um, they are wonderful storytellers. Give them the keys. I know they've yeah. given the keys to James Gunn for DC. For DC, right. That's not them. That's uh, whoever the fuck. Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's D- yeah, DC and Warner Perfect Brothers. Perfect choice. Give the keys to these guys. They should be running your Spider-Man department. Yeah. Right? And I know that Marvel and them are working things out, and I get that. But this shit here is every bit as good, if not better. It it's does better. so much world bu- world building in just witty, um, unique ways. It... Uh, it I mean, it plays like a comic like we th- when we were uh, reviewed into the Spider Verse, you know we both were in agreement that this may be the this is quite possibly the best comic book movie, yes. Um, and and the animation just was com- completely game changing. This movie builds worlds like a comic book reads on screen with just unspoken dialogue with just like little little title cards. Um, and, and it's just, it's amazing the, the amount of, just the amount of effort. I'm going to go watch it again. I'll be right back. No, I like, it is a love letter. Yeah. Even more so than the first one to people who love the Spider-Verse and the comics. And I mean, they have every spider person you could want to see. Yeah. And, and I almost it, feel like maybe they did too many, and I'm like, "Hey, come on!" But at well, the same glad, time, I'm glad like, they oh, did. There's one. <laughs> and did like they have? They just have Andy Sandberg, yeah, voicing one of and them. Ben just Riley. just here, you just randomly, right? And he's, and, and, and it's and it, his character, like he gets five minutes with a character, and it's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and like all the little Spider Men do things, and they even have. Like we had Spider Ham, but they have like I don't again. Go watch Sp- it. Spider T Rex, Spider Cat, Lego um, Spider Man. Like, oh, that was that was great. Just um, I need a Lego Spider Man. They movie. have fucking um like uh, nods to the other Sony verse stuff. They have uh, a well, it's moment. Per- it's perfect. It blends everything together. Um, they have the moment where the spot who, for one, frankly, is a nothing villain. In well, they the make comics. they make they make reference to that. He's the villain of the week. He's a villain of the week in the comics. He's just kind of a joke, and they made him. Oh, he's great. So he's great. He was powerful. He was, and yeah, good he's badass and interesting. Um, and and like who who voiced that dude? I have um, I. So here's the thing about this movie. Uh, I went into it as blind as possible. I tried to watch no trailers because I knew I was going to watch it anyway. Yeah, and I, I and trailers love to spoil shit. And so I was just like, I don't, I don't want to go into it and and spoil anything. Um, there's so many, there's so many good, good actors voicing. Yeah, so they had film. the the Spider Man India voiced by Karen Sony, who he was great too. Oh my gosh, what uh, a cool give and like he, give him his time, own fucking movie. Yeah, that's the other thing. And so like every time they went to a new universe the art changes and so and and Gwen's universe has this like watercolor thing which is reminiscent of her comics but not dead on yeah. um but it, it it makes that universe unique and when they go 
to Spider-Man India. That world is so colorful and opulent, and they just keep bouncing from scene to scene. That I, Hobie, that Ho- they, they Hobie keep, was played Hobie, by Daniel Kaluuya, right? And he is an agent of chaos in this film in the best way. Yeah. He's such a cool character yeah. because you, when he comes on screen, you get the, they tease that he's this, got this little love interest with Gwen. And, but you, you as the fan, you, you want miles to end up with Gwen. And, and you want there to be this rivalry between yeah, you miles want to dislike Hobie, but you can't. Right. Right. Cause he's so cool and fleshed out. And he also like, there's so many move moments in this movie where it's like it presents these philosophical, ethical, moral dilemmas. What do you yeah. do in this case? How do yeah. you choose the right yeah. course of action? And I'm like, I don't know. But then Miles just says, I'm going to do what I got to do. Right. And Hobie is like, Hobie is anti-establishment. He's spider punk. And yet he's working for this group of Spider-Man run by Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaacs. Who you can't tell. You can't tell, really. How do he end up being the villain, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Because there's a large portion of this movie where Spot kind of disappears. And Miguel O'Hara sort of becomes this evil guy in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, his, but his, his reasonings are sound. You know, he's, and yeah, right. he's gone to the extreme. But the movie gives us just enough about his backstory that we're like, okay, I understand. I understand why you're doing what you're doing. And not that you necessarily agree with it, but you can understand his motivations. And that is like bare minimum good storytelling is when you when you get a character on screen and you can you can sympathize with why they're doing what they're doing. Um and and he comes across as that character. He, as soon as we, as soon as he, you know, he's he's brooding until uh, the third act, where he reveals to Miles oh, that I've I, I I I I did this what you did once, you know, I uh, I, I wiped away a canon moment, um, you know, in the universe, and yeah, so, so I had to look, live with that. These canon moments are something that happens to every spider person in their universe. They they lose an uncle ben or you know great some, storytelling some relevant part or and and they show you scenes from the previous films worlds in the comics where this has happened and it's like it's unavoidable and if we don't allow it to happen our universes fall apart i don't want to spoil anything else I, even though i said spoilers i don't want to say too much <laughs> it's so uh, that's how much i respect the movie as they're going to tell you a story better than i ever could uh, jo- uh jason schwartzman does yeah, the voice spot. of the spot excellent yeah. stuff also they brought back jk simmons jk simmons just needs to be jay jonah st jameson forever and everything all the time everywhere he is jay jonah jameson yeah he's, i mean he's and he embraces that role. He, I mean, I think he's he's one of those those actors um, that is just kind of like, yeah, this is this is my this is my my guy, um, and he'll probably go to the grave, you know, feeling that way. And and we're, we're <laughs> films are better for it because he's often one of the best parts in every Spider Man film he's in. Um, uh, yeah, and then we get a a, a reference to. Um, 
Aaron Davis, who Uncle Aaron, who appeared in a previous Spider-Man film, but played by Donald Glover. Yeah, he was in a uh, one of the Garfield f- movies, wasn't he? No, I think he was in the first Holland? Um, the Holland? first Holland film, but I can't. Oh, okay. I, don't quote me. Um, and he's in like this cage. It, like it's so good. It's uh, the movie brings uh, Venom's universe in right because um, spot goes to yeah. and they don't show you venom right and they, they just show you the shopkeeper it's that an venom, easter egg right yeah, like you yeah. have to have watched yeah and it plays well enough where you're like oh this lady just doesn't take any shit but what you know if you've seen the films is that venom goes to her shop she has a friendship with venom and it just plays into it like this movie makes the other Sony movies better. And that's yeah, what yeah. like no way home did. This is my favorite Spider-Man movie it, without question. No way home is right there. And then the first spider, this is, I haven't felt this way in a while. Like when the first Spider-Man came out, I loved it so much. The one with uh, Toby and I wanted to go see it again and again. And I feel that way with this. I want to go see this again. I want to be in that universe. And you had mentioned on a previous episode that it was a cliffhanger. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I hadn't heard that because, again, I avoided every possible spoiler I could. (laughs) And as the movie kept going, I'm like, they don't have enough time to wrap all this shit up. It's probably a two parter. And then it just kept going. And I'm like, So I get what you're saying. They could have wrapped it up here. They could have wrapped it up there, but they didn't. And I'm not going to complain because all the shit that kept coming was better than what happened before. Yeah. And no, there's, right. a, there's it, it, a, a twist when he goes back to his universe. I didn't see coming. I didn't think yep. about it, but they yep. left the breadcrumbs there. And yeah. it was done so perfectly where I'm like, oh, shit. Like a perfect piece of storytelling the so it the entire film is just masterful in weaving together this so, so it this the universe is so huge um and they do it on purpose they the, the, i mean they've made this universe uh, essentially spider-man have their own universe um or yeah um yeah their own little pocket dimension right yeah and um and it's one of the best, uh, the best d- dialogue moments is when they're like going down the elevator once they get to Spider-Man HQ or whatever uh, to meet Miguel, and uh, uh, Spider-Punk takes off his mask in the elevator, and and Miles goes, "Oh, he's even cooler without the mask," and then kind of um, Spider-Punk just kind of goes, "I've always been this cool." <laughs> Yeah, it's and so I'm like, good. I'm like, oh my god, that's so good. He's um, such a great character. I need a Spider Punk film. Like he just, <laughs> he comes out of nowhere, literally, like in the film. Yeah, they're at this point where they're just kind of stuck, and he comes out of nowhere, and he is an agent of chaos, and he shakes the whole film up, and he's such a huge part of the movie. He's not in it for too long. Oh, he's a central character. He he tells you he tells Miles him, how to use his powers. Without him, the rest of the movie yeah. doesn't keep going, right? And I'm going to go watch it again. Yeah. No, I, I it, it's perfect. It is, it is a movie that, that begs to be seen uh, multiple times. Um, I, I, he's, I'm so grateful 
that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller chose to make Gwen Stacy like one one B to Miles one A um, as far as characters go is because yeah, her, they, her, they the bring first her up fifth, to his level as oh yeah, as yeah. being the other part of the Spider Verse yeah, like of um, this franchise she is now at the same level yeah and her her story in the first 15 minutes um where we get her backstory we get you know why she's um kind of despondent and you know has kind of maybe turned her turned her back on you know those who care about her and it, i mean it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking 15 minutes because like you, you know she gets in you know it's a spoiler but you know she kills so peter parker in her universe is not spider-man He's yeah, the they lizard. tell you this in the first one. Yeah, but not oh, as directly. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like well, part of it is I knew that, so like they show enough. I'm like, okay, cool, they're doing that. But this time they actually tell you the story yeah. of her Peter Parker and they're best friends. Um, and you know, I don't never really got like romantic vibes from that 15 minutes, but um, quite obviously best friend vibes. And uh, Peter Parker turns into the lizard. And, you know, wrecks the school dance or whatever. And uh, Gwen Stacy has to fight him as Spider-Woman. And she defeats him. But, you know, uh, by essentially knocking a building on top of him, she kills him. And, um, you know, accidentally she didn't know who he was. Uh, And then her dad, who is um, Captain Stacy, busts in and sees her over him holding his lifeless body. And it's just, it's so good. It's because you're like, holy shit, I didn't know all this. And unless you, like, you read the comics. And, you know, I'm watching it with my kid, and she's like, she's got her, like, hand over her mouth. She's like, oh, my God. Um, and that's how, that's how I know shit's good is when my, my kid's impressed. And it's just, like, and in, in those first 15 minutes, I'm just like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get a fucking Gwen Stacy movie, and it's gonna yeah. be fucking awesome. It's because she's cool as fuck. She is a a grounded, um, just a a, a, a very well rounded character. Um, she was very she was fleshed out as a side character in the first film, and and they just took it to another level here. She's way gave, more depth now. Oh like, yeah, gave her the entire that. backstory. Yeah. I just, it, I just need Hobies next time. I'm putting my request in. Well, that you same know, the, in, opening the, 15 minutes. I need Hobie now. Um, and when uh, what's his name? Um, that plays uh, Peter Parker. Um, oh, the the his Peter Parker Jake, from the Jake first Johnson. One? Yeah, Jake oh, Johnson. Oh my gosh! When he comes, like he's a breath of fresh air every oh, single time, isn't he? Yeah, it, like uh, he, like he lifted the film. Like it's it's so. I, I won't say it was dragging or it needed no, anything. No, it was heavy. Yes, the yes. movie had gotten really heavy at that point. Yeah. And um, he he comes in and you're just like, oh, I love this dude. Yeah, I love this Spider Man. I <laughs> and, love and they added Dad a Bod baby Spider-Man. to him, and they added a baby to him, and the baby makes him better. Yes. that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, in I don't know about that universe or what they're going to do in these comics. Or based on the comic, but there is a universe in the comics where all three of them, Peter Parker, um, what do they call her in this? Is it Mayday? I can't yeah, remember. Mayday. Mayday it, Parker. 
Yeah, um, and and Mary Jane are all three spider people in their universe, and so I don't know if they're going to kind of do that or not, but maybe not. Uh, uh, but I, the baby is so good, and yeah. there's a scene where he's trying to calm Miles down. He's like, hold my baby. Trust me. Just hold the baby. It'll <laughs> It'll work because he is a young father, and he just knows the power of his child, and the baby's so cool and yeah. cute and like she has a little knitted spider cap and oh and the best scene is when like at the end where she pulls, pulls it, down it down over her face like, oh, oh, baby. Yes. like he's taking the I, he, so he takes the baby on his spider adventures and so now they're gonna yeah, go that, that train the, that was going to the moon i was like oh that baby's gonna die that baby's gonna die no it's a spider baby you don't have to worry <laughs> but they're like at the end of the movie, you know, basically Gwen's getting the band back together, so to speak. And he's like, you want to go on an adventure, baby? And they, <laughs> so they're going. It's And then, like, they're like, I got some, I don't just spoilers, but the whole movie, there's no noir Spidey. I'm like, oh, right. man. But right. then you get to see it. You're like, oh, he's going to be in the, he's going to be a big player in the next yeah. one. Yeah. And, 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 and Penny Parker's got a, a new, a new mech suit. Um it's just awesome, man. This this yeah. movie. It, uh, so like, I also got to point out Issa yeah. Rae uh, as Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew is one of my favorite Spider people. Um, I didn't like she, her too much here. Um, and maybe and maybe I like her more in the third because yeah, I, she's gonna have a redemptive arc, kind of. I think, but so I don't. Yeah, I think she is, and and she's very much the the right hand, you know, person to, uh, um, Miguel twenty ninety nine Miguel. Yeah. And so she isn't really likable yet. In the com- she has this comic arc written by uh, Dennis Hopeless that is so wonderful, and it's the uh, about her being pregnant. And in the film, Jessica Drew is pregnant here, and it's really really good. Um, but I don't. They didn't. It's not. They didn't get into that yet, and so it's hard to say how close the character gets to that. But. Anyway, I I just was glad to see Jessica Drew in that uniform. So, if you look up like older Jessica Drew, she's got this ugly full red like sing like classic superhero thing where it's tight clinging. But then when Dennis Hopeless took over, the artist that he was working with had a redesign, and it was that awesome like she had the bike, like the motorcycle that she has in this movie with the jacket, and she just looked cool. Yeah. And um, and then they took it away when they changed writers again for some reason. I hated that, but um, <laughs> I'm so glad they did this version of her on on screen. Really good. Yeah, it's everything about this film is just wonderfully done, and I I I read. A comment on a review. I went to so like after I saw the movie, I was like, I was like, I want to see what the Rotten Tomato because I hadn't I hadn't looked at the Rotten Tomato score since uh, you know reviews started coming out for the film, and I was like, I was like, I want to know who gave this film a, a tomato. Um, I want to know the motherfucker that gave it a rotten. Well, that's what that's what I'm that's what uh, I'm yeah. About. I want to go stab that guy <laughs> or um, girl. Girls can be wrong too. <laughs> so I, I go and I look. And it's got like a ninety-seven percent, and audience score is like ninety-seven percent. So, um, I just I don't I don't know like oh and so the comment I read was like 
they're not gonna they're not gonna nominate this for an Academy Award until the third film, um, and then they're gonna give it the Return of the King treatment, um, and not give it not Fuck give the Academy the, is what the, you're the, trying the, to say the franchise right this this is an Oscar winning film oh yeah, absolutely now 100%. it will probably win. Animated. Best animated. Right. But that's almost like a cop-out. It is. Because I defy someone to find a better movie that comes out listen, this year. Listen, if Top Gun Maverick can get nominated for Best Picture, this that's fucking movie. a good movie, movie though. No, Let's, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is That is a good movie. But yeah. it is a pure action flick. It is, um, it's, you know, it's just a, 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 a Tom Cruise vessel um, that made a shit ton of money, but has, also happened to actually be good. Um, this movie is so cinematic it is so artfully done like in in i saw multiple reviews there's like every every second of this film is like an art piece and i i paid attention to that throughout the film and i'm like you know they're fucking right like every single backdrop to a the bit of dialogue that was happening was like like a like it was like a, a van gogh painting um and i'm not an art guy but Van Gogh was pretty good at what he did, and whoever animate whoever the team of animators that did this fucking film deserve all the money they can get. Um, they deserve all the awards. It is they have they took the first film and how how um, re- revolutionary that art was in that film, and they took it to another level with this one. That's crazy. Um. It's because like you uh, you shared the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer uh, with me. Oh my god, the new Ninja Turtles trailer! And it looks great. It looks great. The artwork looks great. It looks stop motion esque. It's heavily it's... inspired by uh, Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and this the artwork in this film shits all over it for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles no, no, no. is going to be awesome. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like the, the the artwork in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer looked marvelous, and this completely Takes shits a big all old over. Dirty it. dump on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just every every ten years or so a film comes around and just kind of just like is so good. You're just like. There's no way they can top it. There's no way, and somehow next year they're gonna top it. I I don't know. I trust them, and uh, you know after Endgame delivered a satisfying conclusion to what could be hard to finish. You know sometimes you build things up and you're like, how's this gonna end? I I think they're gonna do it. I think they know exactly where they're going with this story. And I am so excited. I I sat in the theater waiting for the rest of the movie to play. I just, <laughs> I have another. I, I, you want a movie theater story? So, mm-hmm. movie credits are rolling, right? Movie's over with my friend Jason. For this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In the theater. And the guy's cleaning up. And so we're like, hey, man, um, do you know if there's any after credit sequences? Because... If there's not, we'll just get out of here. He's like, no, there's not. You know, they do those for MCU. They don't really do them for this. And I'm like, oh, well, they did one on the first one. He goes, no, they didn't. <laughs> like, he snaps at me. No, they didn't. I'm like, bro, that's where they introduced Miguel at. In the they, I know what I'm talking about. And then he was like, hey, you didn't put your tray back. 
So I, I, I was, oh, my bad. And then I just left my tray right where it was and left. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, man. You work here. Like, and I'm Damn. not someone who's like, Eight, you know, like, in the hey, morning and you, you fight with, right. with movie theater people. I'm not one of those guys who's like, <laughs> you work here, treat, you know, do what I say. But he was being rude with me for no reason. Like, I corrected him respectfully. I'm just like, oh, really? Because they did it in the last one. And he could have been like, oh, right, they did. And we would have moved on with our life. But I offended him. He does not like being corrected, this guy. Listen, he works in a theater. You don't. He's right. You're wrong. Um, you know I what mean, I hate? All right. So we go to Regal yeah. Cinemas. You and I. Well, that's Yeah, that's the only theater That's we all got. we got. Some people have AMC and other things. But they have this thing that plays at the beginning of every fucking movie. And it's the, oh, the, mo- movie, the movie line quote. Yeah, I God. throw up in my mouth every <laughs> time it comes on. I hate it so much. My, I would rather dog- watch. I got the hookup too than see that piece of shit again. Take it down. Take yeah. it down. It's it's not good. I, and I my daughter asked me every ever since they started playing that before films when the films we've gone to see. She's like, why are they? Why is their sentence not making any sense? And I was like, these are quotes from old movies and movies past. And there she's like, is, a, oh my God, I like they ruin things I love. That's what this <laughs> stupid thing does. I'll see if I can find it and put a link in the description so you can suffer along with me. But it's it's a, it's a thing advertising Regal Cinemas and yeah. basically go get your ass some concessions. Right. And it's all movie quotes, the whole thing. And so... To squeeze them in, like sometimes they can kind of make sense. Like the times that it makes sense is where the only one is like where they're clearly like quoting a movie to quote a movie and the other guy quotes it back and you're like, okay, they're just two guy people sharing a, a moment about a movie they love. But right. then there's other parts where they just have to shoehorn in this shit. And the worst one is when they're like, you're not sitting with us. Or whatever the line of the movie is, is so you're telling me there's a chance. No, they're not. The reason that so there's telling me you're telling me there's a chance is from Dumb and Dumber, one of the greatest films of all time. And it's when they're saying the one in a million line. So you're telling me there's a chance that that's funny. They take it and they ruin it here. They ruin so many great things with this stupid piece of shit. (sighs) I'm going to be late to every movie. I'm done watching trailers. (laughs) Hey, was your uh, was your theater packed? No, it was eight a.m. eight thirty a.m. So uh, okay. no, but it never is. Like when I went to see Mario at Butt Crack at Dawn, uh, it was empty. I didn't and know Mario's you could go see a, movies that early. The big releases, okay. it, opening weekend, the big releases. If you open the app, there's usually like a ten thirty. This is yeah. the first time I've seen one at eight thirty. Yeah, but I love it because there's nobody there. The only problem is there's this guy who's wrong about some shit and like I want him. You know what? I'm going to do a Mark hypothetical. I want him in that quoting damn movie lines thing to be like, no, they're not. Like I want him either to be wrong or flip the fuck out when someone misquotes something. (laughs) The... um yeah, it's uh, it's not great. And for those of you listening that go to Regal theaters, you know what we're talking about. Um, but uh, but Jeff, uh, you you recommend this one? 
it's it's perfect. I have yeah. no complaints. Zero yeah. complaints. Yeah. I can't um, even muster up a, a petty complaint. Yeah. Um, my only complaint, here we go, is that I have to wait. Wait for the year. rest of the story. That fucking sucks because I was so invested. Nine, they, nine months. They tease a character might die, and you're like, that character can't die because I love them so much. I love all the characters. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm. It, oh, you know. So the biggest complaint I had, or one of the biggest complaints I had with Into the Spider Verse, was that Miles' mom was kind of just took a back seat. No, um, not no more. Not no more, man. She was so good in this film. I yeah, love, buddy. I love her character, and and just the fact that she's sympathetic and can identify with what her what her son's going through without knowing what her son's going through, and it just and I I like how Dad took a backseat here in this film. The, for the, the most cast part. in this movie is perfect from top to bottom, but the yeah. parents yeah. might be the best thing. Yeah, I loved. They, I loved Captain Stacy. I loved the fact that he was, he's so torn between you know being being the the job and being a dad. Um, that you know he lost his daughter for a bit because of it, and I love that he's he's a sympathetic character in himself. Um, it's just. The the messaging in this film is so good. Um, we didn't we didn't even touch on any of the themes, but it just it is the storytelling is so good. Um, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So that's our review. If I got the hook up too, <laughs> um, don't quote it out of you know like jumble it up and remix it where it's like we are praising. I got the hook up too. We hate that movie. Yeah, don't do but that. A, but fortunately for us, we today of of this recording watched one of the best movies I think I'm going to see all year. So, um, what are we watching next week? Oh, next week, um, it's draft week. Yeah, maybe. Well, it, it's, oh, yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm so excited for what we're watching next week. And again, it's preceding a follow up. That we might have to double down on again. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. We might no, have um, to. We're going to watch uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1989. Um, oh, my or, God. Is it? Not, yeah, it was 89. I don't know. Um, it's just amazing. I love it. <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, it's it's, it's going to be a draft night. So what's the what's the theme next month? So the theme, Mark, uh, so we were trying to think of a theme, right? You know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we're spitballing. And Mark, what's the music? for that month uh, and he sent it to me oh, yeah. no don't say it out loud but he sent it to me and the opening riff is so sexy like i was like oh damn mark <laughs> mark take me out first yeah it is sexy and so i'm like mark we got to do erotic thrillers buddy so uh it's going to be erotic thrillers we got thrills chills and some titillation uh coming up in the month of july yeah, and uh, so um, we're gonna we're gonna draft next week after we watch uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's uh, that's a that's gonna we're gonna be in person I, for that one. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, they got the new Ninja Turtles coming, and it's gonna be good. Um, so once again, we want to thank David Morris for allowing us to use his music here again on the podcast uh, with his song "I Hate This Job." 
Uh, be sure to hit the show notes where you can find all the links to his social media accounts. Um, you can throw him a like, follow, or a subscribe. Uh, if you want to follow the, the podcast on Twitter, you can find us at Movie Draft House. Um, and I'm just going to throw you a little bit of tease. Um, sometime in the next couple months, we're going to have our own YouTube channel. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that OnlyFans coming through. <laughs> You know, that might not be a bad idea. Um, Anyways, um, we just podcast in the nude. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nobody. It, and you have to pay to make a stop. That's the trick. <laughs> That's one of our Patreon goals. We'll no but longer it, podcast in the nude. If you want to uh, find Jeff on Twitter, uh, you can find him at uh, Podcast by Jeff, where you can say, hey, Jeff, man. You just finished another podcast. What are you going to do next? And then you can follow his new podcast. Well, not new podcast. New season of his podcast. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Shamalama Ding Dong chronologically. Yeah. So uh, coming in August is season three of chronologically. We're retitling the podcast to simply chronologically. And our third season is going to cover M. Night Shyamalan. I just watched his first film today. And it's one that it's like a student film or whatever. And that first episode's coming out the first Wednesday in August. So be sure to check that out if you want to get in touch with Mark and say, Mark, one podcast from you ain't enough, bitch. Where's that 30 days of Leto? You can go to <laughs> I Heard You Liked on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's got new music out, so I'm, I'm getting reinfatuated. But uh, uh, yeah, so um, Jeff... Yes, sir. Any words of wisdom? Yeah, last time Christmas came early, it was 1998. Don't get me wrong. I love it when they pay me and they can't say I'm lazy. They know damn well they owe me a raise. They got me working overtime on this corporate ladder climbing. It feels like I'm just wasting away. I'm so sick and tired of all of this shit I hate my boss, I hate this place I hate that stupid dumbass look on his face I clock in at a same shit, different day I hate this job I just wanna quit I'm so sick and tired of